Welcome to Inside Motorsport. I'm here back at Phillip Island. The Victorian Historics is still running. It's a great meeting, over 400 cars and more than 400 people, which is a wonderful thing. And we're here with Grant Dorman, who we've had on the show in the past. And yet again, Grant has uh, had a successful weekend, although it's still one race to go. Yep, yep, um, yep. one last race for this afternoon. In years past, when we talked to him, he was a predominantly New South Wales sports sedan driver. But he's now jumped into something that his father helped develop 30 years ago, the Shrike Formula Holden. And in the uh, first race today, on the Sunday, Grant, you had a terrific result because you ended up second to one Formula One 1985. 1985, I believe, yeah. Um, I, I, there, there's two of them down there. There's, I'm not sure if there's a year between them, but yeah, they're definitely a straight out of the box, 19, mid, mid 80s, uh, yeah, Formula One cars, Ferraris. And, yeah, and the, the bloke has enough um, nous and money in the world that he can actually have a backup car just in case. And I think a year or so ago, he did actually need the backup car because the, the primary one wasn't working well. Yeah, correct, so, yes. So, you don't have a backup Shrike, you've only got the one. No, then there was only four ever built. Yes. So, there's a very limited stock of them, <laughs> yeah. and there was no Ferrari team to make spares, uh, you know. Obviously, things like the Ferrari, yes, they are quite rare and hard but uh, to get bits for, but you can go back to Ferrari and they'll, they'll certainly sell you something. So, for yeah. Shrike-wise, it's, it's a little bit different. Now, the Shrike has a fascinating history in that it was at the time when the Grand Prix was based in Adelaide from 1985 and a certain person sort of got the idea to build a Formula Holden. The category was a premier class in Australia and that he did something, and I can't remember the name of the gentleman, Your, his name is... No? Okay. Just totally we'll get it in time. Yeah. But the thing that he did that was something that was quite very different to anybody else had attempted he involved the Formula One teams because it was a TAFE team. Yes. Because it was one that was teaching people how to do things. A number of Formula One teams were recruited and enlisted. And, you know, obviously it would have cost tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, to get that same skill level involved. Correct. Tell us about the car then and what it is. So the Shrike originally started as a concept um, for South Australian TAFE. Um, there were many people in the background trying to, to a, a, afford to try and teach a younger generation or uh, anybody really keen on, on race cars uh, the concept on how they worked from start to finish. And in Australia at the time, you know, you had the things like the Brabham's and everyone sort of looked at that and, you know, the, the odd car manufacturer who'd do them in their backyard or, or professionally in a shed. It was very niche. Um, and then uh, God knows how they sold the thing to the South Australian government to, to get the idea off the ground, but the South Australian government backed the TAFE and decided, right, well, we're going to throw some money at you, but in the process you need to sort of make a plan and teach this generation um, how to build race cars, how to service them, how to, from yay to nay, and the whole process involved. So it wasn't necessarily just, hey, look, we're going to build hot rod cars and do all this. You know, it came down to uh, also catering for events and the media for the events and, and, and the actual full package was, was designed around uh, the concept and they ended up with four shrikes in total, um, two of which are still here, well, three are actually here, one's owned by the, the South Australian government and it's in their, um, their, their Hall of Fame. 
and uh, my father Peter's uh, for the last couple of years owned his one that he originally was involved with back in the day and there's another one currently being restored and almost ready to go and there's one overseas in Europe I can't remember which country specifically but it's dressed up as a, a JPS car and it's it's got a fair bit of history too, but it's been modified and played with a bit. So, but uh, yeah, it's still still around. So one of the things about the Shrike is, and it's an extremely good-looking car. It's not a bitzer. It's not sort of composite of any way, shape, or form. It is a very smooth. And if someone put it beside a Ferrari, because it's got that lovely black wing, front wings, and a red body, it is sort of like it looks like a bit of a junior Ferrari because it, it is very professionally looking car. Yeah, it is. Well, Ferrari actually had input at the time, and, and it, you'd never get it again in our, anybody's lifetime. Ferrari were helping involve or helped involve with the actual design and aerodynamic of the car. So the South Australian crew and the, and all the students were actually involved partially with Ferrari at the time, who gave them some of their technical knowledge. Yeah. So that's how it ended up looking like a Ferrari. And I, I can't remember exactly top of my head, and this is my father's forte because he was literally involved in it, but some of the other F1 teams apart from Ferrari were help, uh, involved in helping with uh, suspension development. Yep. Um, you know, and a bit of media and things like that. So at the time, imagine going up to talk to a Formula One team and go, hey, we're just about to build a car. Can you come help us do it? And then all of them go, you know what? Let's put in, let's put in. Yeah, righto, we'll give you a hand. Wouldn't happen nowadays if your life depended on it. Okay, so um, you had a terrific result in that race, um, but what we w wanted to get you talking about, and something the majority, by far the majority of people, don't ever get the chance to understand, is the difference between racing the different cars you have. And in the time I've known you, you've been in a number of different uh, Holden Commodore sports sedans, as well as a Falcon sports sedan. Yep. Now. If you could just take us through the differences between driving those cars and the current open-wheel Shrike. Sure, no worries. Well, it, it, as you said, Tony, I've driven a lot of things, things with power, things without power. Um, it's a little bit fairer to go apples and apples with a, a powerful open-wheeler like the Shrike because it's got quite a, you know, if you go to something like a Formula Ford and they go compare a Formula Ford to a sports sedan, chalk and cheese in terms of, uh, you know, a, a power difference. When you get to things like Formula Holden and uh, Sports Sedan, once again, they've both got big grunt, they're heavier cars, um, and, and they're obviously uh, the step up from something that's just a junior category. So if going back to your question, what is it's, the difference I found between running a high horsepower heavy car versus a light high horsepower uh, open wheeler? They both got their, their 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 different little traits. You you find in the open wheeler things as they should. They flow through the corners better. They glide through the air nicer. You know they're they're a uh, a much more race car feel uh, as they should be because they're not this big bulky sedan like a, a shoebox on wheels. You know driving around the circuit and you know doing it you know most most of those cars have a mind of their own but open wheelers you can get to them and you tell them what you want to do and they'll do it most of the time um, so I find with the Shrike specifically at the moment because we're doing a bit of development on it, it it's a much nicer car through the air and through the corners 
it doesn't have as good a power to weight ratio as the sports sedan. The sports sedan's a um, point and squirt type car. You just get it straight and you just plow into the power. And the sports sedan ultimately has a much higher top speed. So you find you're braking a lot earlier because it's heavier, it's rolling around, you find it wants to squirm more, you know, and you've got to have a lot more physical input into muscling the car to get what you want out of it. I'm not saying they're both easy cars to drive because you've got to be quite, you know, on the ball. They're both just as exhausting mentally because every time you go out there, you've got to be on it. But um, yeah, no, I find that that's the main difference between the cars is that you know, it's not necessarily easier to drive an open wheeler car, but it listens to you more. Whereas you find, uh, you know, the, the bigger cars with the bigger power tend to fight you a lot more, and and you have to muscle them the more, more around the circuit. And you have to sort of bang it over the head and say, "Pay attention to me." Uh, correct. You, you, when the old girl doesn't want to turn, you've got to make it turn for you. Whereas in the for, uh, formula cars, you turn it, and if you know, it listens and it goes. So you've got to be, you know, at the exit of the corner, you're either fighting it to not kill you and put you into the fence or it's done too much and you spin it. So, um, yeah, I find, the, find the, the, the bigger cars and the bigger power are a lot more muscly, you know, physically. And then open wheelers, yeah, they're, they're a lot more pure and uh, you've got to give them a bit more respect. I mean, obviously, for your father, returning to something that, you know, is a lovely tool and, and one that, you know, a lot of care and adoration has been put into it, it must be very enjoyable for you and your father to be working together on this program. It is, very much so. And Dad's been, well, Mum and Dad, because I can't discredit her, because she's always been in the background, one of my number one fans as well, but predominantly my Dad and I go out to the track and it's it's... it's it's a bonding thing. It's you know we get to spend time with each other. We have all the crew. We have everyone come and and, and have a good weekend. And that's the the majority of, of you know uh, what we look for in in going away racing. We, you gotta have fun. If you don't have fun, there's no point in going. You know you, some of the teams you see others yelling and screaming and carrying on and everything like that. That's not our deal. So working together with it, you know, can't think of anything better to do. It's nice. It's fun. We get to have a weekend away. Um, yeah, I can't say any more about it. Okay, um, now you've got Malalai coming up next month. Yes. Which is a 50th, 70th, something or other celebration. So it's, uh, because of COVID, unfortunately, they, they the Formula Holden category itself had a bit of a re, uh, not a revamp, but a, 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 what is the best word to explain it? Um, a refit. A refit. Everybody's had, unfortunately, Formula Holden was a very popular category and a very fast, very good feeder category for a lot of competitors over the years. If you look at the names involved in it, nearly every V8 supercar driver, not so much in the this generation, but the previous generation all went through it and it was a very well-backed, good program. Um, it all of a sudden came to a, a halt um, when they lost you know, the gold star and everyone sort of moved on and open wheelers in Australia has always been a bit difficult. Uh, they got to basically uh, the crux of it, and they said you can let you know can run them into historic meeting now. And then uh, once they let them into historics, everybody went, "Wow, there's somewhere to race these cars." And then in uh, Malala coming up in a, a couple of weeks, um, they have the 30th 30th reunion, which I think is actually the 33rd year of the the actual category starting. Yep. Um, but. 
because of COVID, unfortunately, they had to bump it back a few years and they've, they've had this event organised for a long time and there's a lot of cars coming and want to come and show their face, so it's going to be a really good meeting. Alright, well, we look forward to hearing more exploits from Grant Hillman and the uh, Shrike Formula Holden uh, on the Australian tracks. Thank you for joining us, Grant. Definitely, thank you. Thanks for having me back. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.